It's Thursday, June 3rd, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Every damn week, every week, I mess that up. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna make a compilation of your stupid face before you can get the screen to play and do a flipbook at the end of the year. But I love for you, those man. of you, yeah, for those of you watching at home, I have to press a button to make that happen. I am, I am the whatever you call that person, the studio director, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I just I'm not good at it. I'm bad at it. I'm bad. At, I'm not good at being a host, and I'm worse at doing the other part. So it's a good combination. It's a really but everything good in between. You hear salad. <laughs> oh yeah. Once <laughs> I just need momentum. I just need a lot of momentum. And at the beginning, I'm having to create the inertia. It never works out. Uh, Well, everyone, welcome to Uniform Exchange, where we present the best, the worst, and obviously the most interesting happenings in the weird, wacky, wild world of sports business. And it rarely stops there. Uh, As always, I'm Michael Myers, a birdie boxing sports marketer. I'm joined, as always, by Team Marketing Reports, Chris Hartweg, upper right, that looks like left on the screen. Uh, Chris Hartwig, hello. Uh, we've got the big sports guy, Josh Kyles, and Goose Island's very own Mike Smith. You guys are so much better at the high. You're, actually, I'm watching now. You're not that good you're at it either. Good. You're, you're not good at it. it, it it's, the first four minutes of us every week is everybody pressing on the sides of their screen. It's good. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. How is everyone? Oh, we're doing well. How are you doing? See, How you're in you a doing? new place. Do you am, believe I'm... every week different things in sports marketing happen that we get to talk about? I mean, <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> I, had... <laughs> I had no idea. How no idea. I thought this was going to be are. like a monthly show. <laughs> so much to talk about. We have to pick up the pace. We got to get 3,600 shows in. I know. This yeah. is like, you need to get on it. <laughs> We definitely, yes, we're behind schedule on the show count for sure. Uh, well, I think we're on episode seven. We're doing well, guys. We, we, we're kind of crushing Well, last week because... you said it was four. So Right. Well, I didn't know. I drank a lot before last week's episode. Uh, I'm glad you guys are doing well, though. Uh, I, we do have some interesting topics today. Uh, oh, we have some interesting. Rack it up, rack it up. I got a Yeah, we're going to be talking. Stop it. We're going to be talking about fans acting a fool. We're going to be talking about some aggressive hits in uh, the NHL playoffs. We're talking coronavirus restrictions being lifted, which is a fantastic thing. We've got tennis players not wanting to talk to the the press. We've got uh, football leagues coming out of nowhere. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Just out, out of nowhere, here. out of 35 years ago. Out of 30, <laughs> in 1983, 1985, what is that, 35 86. years? 86, is that really 35 years? I just I got know. depressed. That's 35 years ago. I remember vaguely, 1986 was when I collected baseball cards. 1985 is when I started. So, um, Heyday for this guy, buddy. Driver's license, junior oh, yeah. high school. Come on, buddy. I oh. remember 1986 like it was yesterday. That was great. <laughs> Because to you, 1986 might as well have been yesterday because you were not even close to being here. What's it like? What, what was it like going to high school in the 70s? Close. Chris? It was, <laughs> it was interesting. I'll say that. I can't well, speak from experience, but it seems like it would have been interesting. I've seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and it looked amazing. Yeah. By the way, yeah. did you know the? And I'm sure you did. I did not know this till recently. Fast Times at Ridgemont High was based on a reporter that went undercover to high school. And then this movie came out of his reportings. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that story. Matter of fact, I know I am. But it's something along those lines. A guy actually went undercover to high school, and, and we got Fast Times mm-hmm. Original High out of that. I think you're thinking of 21 Jump Street. But. I, 
Can you imagine now that, that is a mess? Goes into high school, like, dude, that new kid, definitely not a high 30, schooler. Well, like, the Drew Barry hey, where's, where's the party tonight? If I were to be looking for one, hello. Rufus, what are you doing my, with your hands, bro? My, my fellow young dudes. Is that was that first kiss? Was that the name of the movie where Drew Barrymore, thirty-five year old, went back to high school to look like, and, and we were supposed to believe she looked like a high schooler? Guys, am I right? Did we not tell him to stop talking about this movie like five <laughs> podcasts ago? Ridiculous. He's, he's still stuck on the favorite time travel movie question. Like, about on, time. This is a, this is a sports about, podcast. I'm getting mad, movie. mad tweets like, "When are you guys gonna like expand on that?" And I'm like, as soon as he gets over Drew Barrymore movies. <laughs> What happened? What happened to the, 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 the topics? <laughs> we just hit it. Uh, Am I on speaker? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I've messed a bunch of stuff up today. This is good. Are we keeping track? Are we keeping track of all the mistakes one. thus far? One, just one. That's perfect. I've already, all right. I ran so out let's of get space on my paper. I I do think we should get started. I'm going to start this timer. By the way, as we start the first topic this time. This was a new thing for me. Let's check it out. Look at that. There's a lot, There's right. a lot going on there. Beep. I'm, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this. All right, topic Does the sound number work? one. Does the sound work? No. Oh. Okay. Oh, on the thing. I Probably. Maybe. We'll, we'll find out. Every week we'll it's a new out. adventure. We'll find out. Do Every we have a budget an for an actual gong if the sound doesn't work that someone can gong? Can we get that at least? Yeah, we do have that. How many, how many listeners do we have right now? Can we ask them for a donation of 35 cents and that will go to fund the actual gong for yeah. future shows? Uh, we have 235 viewers right now. Thank that you. would be about $50 we'd make. Now $65, roughly $70. I got a okay, gong guy. Man. I could get us covered. I got a gong <laughs> guy. No, that's a, a bong guy. guy. Oh, 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 oh. You, you, you could get a job at Amazon now. Yes. <laughs> you saw that, right? They're <laughs> lifting their, their, yeah, they're lifting their, well, Josh, you were reading up closely because you were applying for a job immediately after reading. What, what did you find out? <laughs> it totally unrelated news. I have now uh, opened up my job search for Amazon. Um, yeah, no, they're not testing for weed anymore. For They're, they're treating marijuana like alcohol. They're not going to be drug testing. Welcome to for, the 21st century. I've been treating marijuana like alcohol for years. <laughs> Well, you know, we're 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 pioneers. That's what that's what they call us out here out here in Southern California. We are the pioneers. So mm -hmm. a minute and a half. Yeah. A minute and a half in. We're we're not talking about weed and Amazon for the whole time. No, that let's, is not a topic. Let's, let's let us let's talk a little bit about NDA fans acting a fool. This one actually could take all hour. Because we do not agree on this. For those of you in the viewing audience, there have been a few instances over the last concentrated time period of a couple of weeks, uh, one of which was a fan spitting on Trey Young mid-game. Another was Rus Russell Westbrook having popcorn dumped on him. And another was Kyrie Irving having a bottle of water tossed in his direction as he was leaving the floor. I'm going to let you guys start first because I know I don't agree with a lot of what you guys think. So I'm going to let you go first. I'd like to also add in John Morant's family being harassed during the game and three fans being banned for life from the Jazz Arena to that little bunch of concentrated incidents over the last yep. two weeks. Happy to do um, it. John Morant's family getting taunted at a game. God, first time ever that's happened. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I think this is a very much of a case of just because something's always been a certain way doesn't mean that it should continue to be that way. And that does seem to be the position that you've taken on this as yes. I don't believe that is the position I've taken, but go ahead. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll get a chance maybe uh, if, to, to talk. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll decide. Uh, 37 remaining. I can't, I can't wait to hear us. him start backpedaling. Yeah. Um, but no, my whole, my whole thought is that this is, these incidences have been happening during a very concentrated amount of time in a short period of time. They have been uh, specifically seem to be taking place at NBA events. The NBA and their players were one of the most vocal audiences over the last year on many different social issues. Um, and I feel like there's been a bit of pent-up energy uh, from fans that we haven't been to, out to stadiums or arenas in over a year. So I think with all of those combined factors, we're seeing a concentrated amount of these incidences happening in a short amount of time 
directed at a certain i mean we i don't think we've the seen plural for incidents is incidents just for the record not incidences you can, um, i don't know what that is these incidents that's that keep the word happening. that i use it for is incidents. it is it Goose, is um, with potato. geese bunch mises, of meese listen the english language is very flexible um for you yes it appears unlike you <laughs> no no sim um, very yes, similar to, very similar to me yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So I just think that, that, that there's been too many, uh, too many of these incidences that have happened over a concentrated amount of time. And I think it's irrespective you know, of whether that's a word or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Irrespectives. If, if so you think there's a lot of those things happening and it's happening in a concentrated time and these things are egregious and terrible and fans are acting idiotic and they should be in the case of John Morant's family, they were a perpetual, ejected and are gone forever right banned i believe and from the, the, the guy that uh had the water bottle get close to russell westbrook got arrested um that's the other assault, two brother the other popcorn. two I don't, I don't i don't know what happened to the guy the popcorn popcorn's been banned for life from that stadium as yep. has uh spitting the spitting person's been and banned then the, for life the, the the gentleman uh not so gentleman who threw the water bottle at Kyrie has been he was put on charges he was arrested yeah um for assault. So, they were like, they said, look, sir, we don't, these incidences that you're involved in, we aren't in favor of, I believe was how they phrased it in the official language about the incidences. Right. Um, anyway, so you think there's a lot. Chris, I think, Mike. Yeah. I think it's a result of fans being stuck in the house for a year plus, And there's a lot of angst and, and anger from some of those fans and they feel like they can do whatever they want. And because it's always a thing that's happened at arenas and at venues, they feel like you know they're not going to be. These held are new sentences for Josh that have developed over the last week. By the way, because these things have always happened, has never come out of his mouth before that sentence right there. Go ahead, Chris, Mike, you guys are up. Well, here, here's I, what I'm I'll not. say. I I think that uh, <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Uh, people have been pent up. They get to go to events. All of a sudden, it's like only a thousand people, and then two weeks later, it's like we're at full capacity. Good luck to everybody on half the staff to control everyone here. By the way, it's half off beer night. <laughs> anyway, uh, two things I want to say. Uh, there's no regulation across sports. So you go to a Cubs game, you can get thrown out for doing what's called a snake monster. You drink a draft beer in a plastic cup. You start stacking them up with your friends sure. in the section. Security comes like, hey, that's going to hurt somebody. You need to get out of here and never be back again. You take that same snake monster to the south side at a Sox game, and people love it. They, the staff doesn't do anything. You get them like, you know, five sections long, and then they throw them up and everybody cheers and everybody's having a good time, respectful, but there's no, there's no talk between those. Uh, there's no talk between leagues. There's no reminder before the game starts, will everybody respect the players, their professionals? There's no A, B, C, or D, nor is any league coming together and be like, let's band together and protect the players in any category. So I think there's an opportunity for, once again, the NCAA – to lead the way <laughs> and figure out what we can talk about and mandate it across couldn't the board. Have better, couldn't have been a better book. <laughs> Chris. Now, that is I something can't. that I think we can all get behind. Thank you, Mr. I can't, I can't follow that up. I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to find some numbers that are, to, to your point, Michael, is, is this really an elevated number or is this – just more, is it really just more attention being paid to it? I think it is an elevated number, but we haven't, you know, we don't we don't have the, the numbers laid out in comparison. Right. I, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, Mike Smith is the idea of creating a, a little bit more of a uniform policy across uh, across the different sports and leagues. I makes a lot of sense. Of just, I mean, at least some general guidelines to put them in place because. Like you said, it changes from venue to venue, um, city to city, and in Chicago, it is very different between the two ballparks. Uh, and, and at Sox Park, you like to see two female fans uh, from <laughs> the same team ripping their they hair actually, out, and they got upgraded and, to a better seat after. <laughs> <laughs> <They got Yep. laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, Myers. No, so you don't have yeah, so look. No, we're we're gonna stick on this topic for a little bit. We may even sacrifice another topic because of this one, because this one's pretty important to me, and it's been a hot button topic for us off the air for the last week. We've been going back and forth on this. I don't disagree with what you're saying. 
I don't disagree that, first of all, I think we can all agree that it's wrong. Dumping popcorn, throwing a water bottle, spitting, uh, razzing uh, a player's family. I think we all agree those things are wrong, regardless of whether they warn us before the game or whatever. It, generally, common sense is what most teams have operated on. And then there's a set of rules. Like if you're potentially going to harm somebody, you're going to get in trouble for it, right? And then the, the the I think the snake cup thing is sort of a unique thing that's gotten a lot of social media attention in the last bit. And so the Cubs have, I don't know if it's a response to that, that they're outlawing or what, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little silly. Regardless, my argument and my, my issue with how this is being portrayed in the media, as in there's this epidemic and this rash of amazing violent crime that is taking place throughout all of professional sports, and we should all be deathly scared of it and astonished and amazed, is that it's not any different or much different than what we've seen over the last 25 years. It's just that now every single human being has a camera, one, we're at an all-time high for social awareness and social justice and everybody having a platform and an opinion and all these things. And look, it's newsworthy. It's interesting. It's something that's shocking when you see something happen, but come on, popcorn being dumped on someone might be number 2000 on a list of 3000 egregious things that have happened to a player at a, at a ball game. And my personal feeling, and I've been thinking about why I feel this way, and it doesn't really line up with what's happening with the three of you, but I think that the narrative ends up being driven by non-sports fans. And I think that shows up in a lot of things. A sports fan is going to have a certain opinion on certain things, and someone who does not and has not spent 20 years watching sports is going to – if you just step in and see, oh, my God, they dump popcorn on a guy? How terrible. That person may have watched four NBA games in the last 45 years, and they're like, what? My head just exploded. Mike. No, I've only watched four NBA games in 40 years. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and again, I just don't th – I think that it's it's with social media and everybody being able to comment about it and everything being pushed and pushed and retweeted and pushed and pushed that it's an interesting thing that happened. I think it's dead wrong. Somebody spitting on somebody, especially in the pandemic, is awful. No but you understand, but you understand, like the precedent you're saying. Like I agree with you too. Spitting, no room for it. Um, I yes. think name calling or, or like heckling to a way with like children, family events, like that's another. It's thing awful, too. but it happens but, all the time but, but everywhere, but and there's nothing you the can do. Let's go back to the point I made. Like no one's stepping up and saying like. Here are the rules for NBA or NFL or across yeah, all sports. Yeah, I agree like, with that. You, I mean, if you, you go into a stadium, there is you don't going do X, to be X, Y, and Z, and name it out, and like, and you'll be held accountable across the board. No one's doing that. You walk into, any stadium you walk into, any ticket you get is going to give you rules of contact, general rules of contact, right? Not any, but oftentimes. Yeah. And you go into a stadium, there's going to be general rules of what you can do. You're right. There's no singular edict saying these are the Ten Commandments, the things you can and can't do. But you can't jump out onto a field. Everybody knows that. But that's my thing. It's like everybody's acting like the popcorn and the, the water bottle. I think it was a text chain we had last week where off the top of my head came, somebody mentioned the batteries in Philadelphia, where they were throwing batteries on the field. I remember in St. Louis on seat cushion night, seat cushions raining down after, I think it was after a bad call. Um, you any like there's probably nine examples of it under Bill Vack at the White Sox of think crazy things happening on the field. There was well, a in first the late base 80s, they gave yeah. away like mini bats, you know, like the giveaways oh, become I used a thing to get mini bats. Yeah. Oh, well, like I have mini bats at home. Working in the industry, we we do giveaways with with certain clients that that we work with and we have to vet them through PR to the point where it's like I don't know that stuffed animal. If uh, an ex uh, major league baseball pitcher were to project that, it could do some damage. And it's just yeah, like well, then we won't. Do I don't it. know what they do. Do they still do baseball mini baseball bats at all? No, they don't. They, they can't. They can't do that. They can't do anything. They don't sharp. even give away. They don't even give no, away probably. bottles of beer or or water or in anything that's unopened. They don't give you a cap at, at most arenas and stadiums yeah. because so that you can't. Presumably, if you throw it, it's going to run out of liquid as it's going down and not you know not be as dangerous by the time. My whole thing is nobody ever said, especially nobody on this podcast ever said that these incidences didn't happen in the past. And when you're pulling out stuff that as far as 1972. To like talk about, yeah, there's going to be a million different instances. The point, Do you know, how many games the a point group of fans heckled a player's family 
I'm going to roughly say the, every. The Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz fans were the ones that reported these fans that were that w- it went beyond heckling. How many times you been to a game where there was the a game. crazy fan they that were, was heckling everybody? When every. when racial slurs start getting thrown out, well, okay, at a family, there are lines that are crossed, what, and that is what happened. They there was friendly heckling going on that whole game. But a line got crossed, and the Utah Jazz fans were the ones that alerted security and said, hey, get these bad actors out of there. So that now, is part of the problem. It gets labeled for a whole fan base as the bad fans. you get to the point where there's racial issues, then it's a completely different ballgame. That is a completely okay, so different – and that is, right, that is, that's that where is a reflection I, of society today where people feel free now because it's sort of been sanctioned by certain groups to speak freely about how you feel about other races. That's just never been okay, and it was never done. Was never done in public. Well, and I, I think that that's the difference, actually, Mike. I, my goal is that that's the difference now. Is that this is at another level? It's not more frequent. It's that people are feeling they can just go say anything and do anything, at, because, no like you said, they've had other examples of people uh, around and in power or popular that think you know I can say anything, do anything, and I think that's the problem. Is that. Oh, dumping the popcorn, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't spit on anybody. You shouldn't throw a bottle, right? We all agree about that. But it's like right. you're also, you know, racial epithets and you're, you know, putting acid in the bottle or something now, you know? I mean, that's the problem is it's been ratcheted up. And so how do we diffuse this? Because there's going to be nonsense. There's going to be trash talk. There's going to be chicks pulling their each other's hair I mean, out in the stands, right? Like, what, but what is that? All the, that's where I when think Mike's happen, point. You eject them. Right. When they happen, well, I mean, like in the history, in the past, when it happens, you eject them. And in this case, they're publicly banning them. So I think that's going to be a great deterrent. If you're an idiot at our stadium, you'll never come back. I have no problem with any of it. My only issue is with everybody saying, oh, my God, this is so different. The only difference to me, I agree, in certain cases when they're bringing in things that were normally off limits like talking about race and things like that. That's not okay. That's never going to be okay. Well, and, and I think the thing with, uh, I got to get my hair guy back in here to fix this. I think that like the, the Westbrook went ballistic on the popcorn thing, but it's, I don't think it was the popcorn, right? It was the well, sign of a bigger thing that he's dealing, he's dealing with and hearing so much shit that is so far over the line whether it's, it's the straw it's, that broke the camel's back. Right. That, I mean, exactly. And you're, and you're talking about sports fans versus non-sports fans. And yes, part of what I'm about to say will feed right into your point of we're living in the social media world and, and we're hearing what everybody's saying. But I'm hearing what the players are saying. And it's not just on Twitter. It's in it's in you know interview post-game interviews. And they've been getting hit with types of things that they haven't really heard as much in the past. Now, Kyrie, he's heard those things being in Boston. And he made a comment about it before going to Boston. And, of course, the Boston fans, and, and we're dealing with Philadelphia fans. We love those cities, but they have a history, as Myers has pointed out. But, point out. you know, days there after Kyrie said visit something. Boston. They're <laughs> visit Boston. Yes, uh, please. Your cousin please from Boston. <laughs> but, the, yeah, no, I, I think that there's there's a lot more going going on behind the scenes. And, yes, we're hearing about it more for sure. But I think that there are, you know, racial tensions and things of that nature that are feeding into this. And yes, you could say that I'm assigning a problem to, you know, assigning an effect to a cause. But I think that would just be ignoring everything that's happened in the world and, and the dynamic of everything that happened over the last no. year during a time where people Look, weren't you know what, Ass- assigning a cause to the assigning a cause to the effect is what anybody talking heads across the world do that they wait for something to happen they say ooh and they look back and they try to they have their opinion as to why and then they fill in the blanks as to why it happened it's a very difficult way to address a problem it's human nature and there's nothing wrong with it but it, it does frustrate me because it is it doesn't feel that different to me it doesn't feel that different other than the things that were mentioned today that I do agree. But like, for example, when I talk about fans versus non-fans, this is a slightly different topic. Okay. But it's, it, it actually crosses over and it's not going to be something that pops up on the screen, but uh, Liz, and I think her last name is Cambridge of the WNBA who yep. last week, um, <laughs> the, so the a head coach from an opposing team was l- working the ref, right. And something happened and he's like, come on, ref, she's 300 pounds. That was paraphrasing what he said as they were running down the court. 
that guy was fined, and I don't know how much else. I don't know how much else. She went on social media and said, look, no man is ever going to speak to me this way, especially not a little white one, and went on this long thing. And she's getting praised for her response, and he's getting lambasted. This is where the non-sports fan comes in and makes all this not make any sense. Because any athlete who has ever played a game understand, has heard exactly what that coach said and has thought nothing of it. That guy's 6'10". That guy's 300 pounds. What are you doing? He's, that is just a coach working a ref, irrespective of whether it's a male or a female that is the player. doesn't matter. White, black, none of it matters. But it's got this entire life where now you've got uh, an WNBA player saying that this is, this is protected speech and all these things. And if I'm a coach in that league, I'm not. If I were, I wouldn't know what I, I I'd be confused. So what what am I what what can I say? What can I not say? I really have to run this through a filter. And this is a group that wants to be treated as equal as an NBA franchise or looked at in the same. And yet that would be a one of those moments where that's exactly what would be said about Shaq. But you're saying, well, no, I'm different because I'm a woman and or because something I'm different. I just a non-sports fan gets sucked into that. A sports fan looks at that and goes, eh, all right, I'm going to go with you because I see where the issue – it sounds like fat shaming. It sounds like body shaming. But it's not. It has never right. been. Well, I Maybe think we need that, to change it. Challenging a norm is not a bad thing. but Yeah, that was going to be – my point kind of ties with that there is that you've got a, this – I think there's a hypersensitivity to all this right now, right? Like – what to, to Josh's point, I didn't even know that about the jazz fans that, you know, they're the ones that, that, you know, patrolled or whatever the term reported, is of self-reported. Yeah. Report self-reported what was going on. Like that to me, we're not hearing that. It's just about incident, incident, incident. Right. Incident. We never hear about the good, which is unfortunate. Right. And, and again, this, you know, the dumbass in Boston and these guys in what, wherever, right. Like, they're stupid, but they're not just like one bad cop doesn't make all bad cop, all cops bad, right? And I think that there's not context to it. It's the it's it's polarization, just like we're seeing in everything else and politics and everything else. And everybody's and maybe this does lead into the venues conversation, but it's like everybody's on, I think, more of an edge. They want to get back to normal fast, or they're, you know, they're worried or hypersensitive about saying something or not saying something. Right. Yeah. But Chris, and so, you bring up you bring up a good point where uh, two things. One, how? Why do we hold any uh, professional athlete on a pedestal where they get a platform to speak anything outside of the sport? I mean, there's a whole conversation we could have on that, and and what debates could we have on on their point of view out of what happens on the court or the field or whatever you want to call it? And the second thing is the social media aspect. You know, ten years ago we weren't hearing about all these incidents; they were still happening, but unreported. Now you hear about every single one because everything is recorded. Um, where, where is once again? Let's go outside of the NBA, the NFL, any professional league that could put the the rules in place that I mentioned a little bit earlier, and let's talk about uh, just how the news portrays things. And they always want to just bring things up, like look what happened at this NFL game, look what right. happened at this NBA game, look what happened. They never even take a step further and be like, and because of that, here's the actions that have been put in place. We'd also like to do a reminder that just be a good human being when we open the world back up and go to a social, like a, a sporting yeah. event and treat people how yeah. you would be wanting yeah. to be treated. Like all that is thrown to the side. It's like you should know how to act better. And we really do need to remind society more so now than ever, like, you know, be a good human at the end of the day. Well, go to these hey, sporting that events. doesn't. That doesn't get clicked. That doesn't make the headlines. That's right. and, and that's, it's not newsworthy. It's not, you know, we're, we live in a world, you know, where where all you all you need is a sensational headline, and then you can you get all the coverage. And people don't. It doesn't matter what the article says. Yeah, you know, it. so yeah. I think that's just an unfortunate uh, reality that we're living with right now. You don't get to hear. Well, you got to follow the positive stories. Like, be good human, and then penguins are exploding in Antarctica. Catch the footage when we get right. back. Uh, that will keep your attention, right? Exploding that penguins. Would. Yes, 100%. Okay. And Josh, just for the record, your opinion, and Chris and Mike, your opinions are far more popular than my opinion. 
on this topic, I am drastically in the minority on what mm. I'm saying about these events. But and I have and I, I should almost almost I feel as though I need to lead into these things by saying in no way, shape or form do I overlook the the years of battling that women have had to do in sports, that minorities have had to do in sports. In no way, shape or form do I ignore the uh, privilege that I have the, the opportunities that I've been afforded throughout my life because I happen to be born a certain skin color or other people around me that own businesses were also white. And uh, trust me, all those things, I'm a very progressive human. I just see these individual moments to me that throw it all out of whack. Like I yeah. want to correct the things that need corrected, but when you try to correct things that are not and you create controversies where they are not, it exposes sometimes the lunacy that surrounds the topic and the fact that one person in retribution for something that wasn't wrong, him saying that to me historically hasn't been wrong. If you want to challenge and think you need to change certain things and not be able to say those things, I'm certainly up for that. But something he did was never, ever considered wrong before that moment. And the retort was aggressive and the, the and racist, if you can prejudice, not maybe not racist, but prejudice. And the retort was praised. And the action, which would have never been considered wrong, is being viewed and treated publicly as I can't believe this human being is allowed. They should fire him. He should not even be a coach. That's the response. And it's just not it doesn't make sense. And it's non-sports fans 90% of the time that step in and do that. And look, maybe the argument is we need non-sports fans to come in and help us clean some stuff up. I won't even argue that. Maybe some things have gone on in sports that shouldn't have. I won't argue that. But man, let's not pretend that this was an egregious act in and, and the popcorn being dumped on someone is new. That's all. I agree. When it goes too far, it goes too far. It should be addressed. We really ran this topic, guys, tonight, but I appreciate going longer mike you got something look like you're can we something. all agree though that uh, although streakers should be banned it's still good to see them every now and then in oh, any yeah, sporting sure. event just yeah. that's that's sports right there oh, sure just, don't be yeah. aggressive don't be an asshole just strike your stuff get tackled just be by naked. security be naked, be naked and get kicked out and slip and slide at a, a national yeah. game yeah you gotta yeah. keep your head up keep your head up you gotta keep your head up oh andy grammar i think right uh Game one, Winnipeg Jets, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, did all Pow! of you see this? Pow! Pow! John Madden has joined the Jets. Did you all see this? Did, every, did, everybody, did everybody see this hit? Did anybody see this? Horrible. Horrible. Okay, so let's, let's get immediate responses, rapid response. You say horrible, Chris. Horrible as in like just egregious, should have never happened? Yes. Okay. Are you a big hockey guy? Yes, but go. I've not been paying attention. But uh, but you but you're a big not, hockey I've fan. Not dialed in, but I yes. I'm now I'm running not, here's, here's here's what I'll the say. lens of here's fan versus say. non-fan, Mike. Well, here's what I'll say, Chris. Like I'm a I'm a, a big fan of hockey in the last like ten years, I'd say, and it's grown on me. I, I've actually learned what offsides is, you know, and, and really paid attention <laughs> big, to that. Big. But uh, I've always heard like my my uh, uncle cousins big into hockey. Uh, unwritten rules of hockey, and I know we talked about unwritten oh, rules of baseball, God. but like, isn't this isn't this like you make it to the playoffs? You're playing like there's there's certain rules where you just don't. You could at any point, but you just don't do it for sake of the game, sake for my team's better than yours, and you don't need any point of doing something like that. Like that comes into play. I don't think it's and playoff this hit, I think that hit. Yeah, well, go ahead. But well, but I'll I see what you. I, saying, uh, I'll go I, back to saying like I haven't yeah. seen a hit like that in the playoffs in hockey. Last five, ten years, maybe. So it's like, are the rules changing? No, I, I think your memory is a little selective because I think we have seen some big hits in the playoffs. But, but to your point, Chris, you were going to say something. Sorry. No, it's it's just uh, no, no. Keep going. Okay, uh, Josh, uncalled for, uncalled for. Okay, so. I, I hate to be the guy that's making the counter arguments on all these things. No, you so don't. It's, you love it's it. No, you don't. Come on. Come <laughs> you on, don't hate it at all. Come on, Skippy Baldless. And it, one it. more thing. <laughs> my point, that's right. No. So <laughs> Now that awful. you jackasses are all great, having a That's a great setup. Now I'm going to tell you what's the truth <laughs> Now for the correct opinion. Uh, okay. So it was four to three. One minute to go in a game. It's four to three. <laughs> 
It's four to three. And now I'm going to tell you what the five to three. It was four to three at the moment. The goal made it five three. So the guys, I believe, and maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought it was four three at the moment, and the goal made it five three. It was already five three. Then it's completely uncalled for. My opinion will actually change. If it was four to three at that moment, and he's wrapping around, and there's one minute to go in the playoffs, you do everything you can, short of lowering your shoulder and taking a guy's head off, from keeping that puck to, from going in the net. And at the speed he was traveling, the guy came around the net. He wrapped it around and dropped it in. He didn't line him up from 70 feet away because he wasn't anywhere near that spot as he was coming down. He was chasing down, and he was trying to get to the guy before he could get around the front of the goal mouth to pop the puck into the net. Everything about that is fine. Where he hit him, and and I can't tell you, he's not going to get a max penalty. He's not. He's not. He the max he can get. It's only a phone discipline, a phone phone hearing. The max he can get is five games. If they give him five games, I personally believe it'll be a PR thing. I don't think the hit deserves five games. I hate when hit, the penalty is based on the injury to the recipient because the injury injury to the recipient doesn't take into account the intent or any of that stuff. A guy could not be intending to hurt you and put you in the hospital, or a guy could try to hurt you and not. The guy that tries to hurt you should get a bigger penalty than the guy who wasn't trying to but put you in the hospital. Hockey has a history of penalizing based on the injury. And this guy's, I mean, it looked terrible. He was out cold. It looked awful. But for the most part, it was a hockey play. Now, if you say he left his feet, okay, if you say he aimed at his head, those things change that. And those are why you get penalties and fines and all of that. But 99% of that play, there was nothing wrong with. As, a, as somebody who watches 80 hockey games a year, I had no problem with any of it except for the fact the shoulder to head left his feet. Those three things will get him his penalties. So, do you think he deserves to sit out any games? Because I don't yes. think anybody here. I don't think anybody here said that we. I don't necessarily agree that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people calling he should. National play media again says playoffs. he should be ejected for life. Should, yes, right. he has no, no. He has no priors. None. He has no priors with the NHL. This guy's not a dirty player. Not known as a dirty player. I think of you know a few game suspension is appropriate, and the fact that there are playoff games means that you know they're weighted more he- like heavily. So, yeah, no, I don't think that it's anything like to ban the guy from the playoffs or anything like that. But that and that's where you we come back to the sports fans versus non-sports fans, yes. or even or even hockey fans versus non-hockey, even hockey fans versus non-hockey fans. I don't know what's happening to my voice right now, but it's definitely I'm with you. Back in Chicago this again, my, my friend. This I is mean, my hockey voice. I'm sorry, Stan Makita. Yes, so I think he gets. I think he should get three games, because you want it. You want people to, and I even feel like it's egregious, but I think he'll get at least three. I think he might get five because the league's like, well, if I give him five, nobody can really complain. They'll max it out. Well, no, that's. I think that's exactly what'll happen. They will max it because of the eyeballs that are on it right now, knowing that he'll appeal and get it reduced. Yeah, and everybody knows that. That it's 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 going to go to the you know the arbitrator and then they'll go down to three, so the arbiter, the arbiter, the arbitrator. He looks at a lot of, of incidences. A lot of incidences. looking at all his name those is Ir- and he has a irrespective family. of his opinion. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. Let's move to some arbitrator. happier news. Let's move to some slightly happier news. It's official. That on June 11th, Chris, I don't know if you heard this. This has been in the last hour. I know, Mike, you're in Chicago as well. June 11th, Chicago is officially open, fully. No restrictions, restaurants, indoor, outdoor. June 11th? I did not see June 11th. Came in the last hour. It's official. There is no restriction on anything as of June 11th. We are back in business. Now, there may be new safety measures. There's still some things that that a, a group can have. But uh, precautions and safety measures, but no, everything's open 100% capacity for indoor concerts, outdoor concerts, everything. Uh, California is June 15th. I've built up an indefinite time of vacation that I'm immediately taking on uh, (laughs) June 11th, um, which means I've quit my job. I'm just going to have there's this white girl summer hashtag going around. I'm going to have a dad number two summer. Uh, That did not come out right. Um, I'm not going to poop my pants. <laughs> Jesus, I got to think these things through. <laughs> number two hashtag. <laughs> Dan number two, two. Summer. Number Daddy, two summer. Daddy, 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 
Daddy do. Uh, yes, Josh, you were saying California is June 15th. I think New York is July 1st. I think they're the last one. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. We'll have to fact check that. But I think the last state to go fully open will be uh, New York State. Uh, but they've said July 1st, Mets, City Field, Yankee Stadium, 100% capacity. And then I'm just glad this is going away, guys. Hopefully staying away. I don't know about you, but I'm – Mike, Mike's got a great conversation going on. He's all right, say hello. Good night, everybody. Have... Yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's one of our millions, of, no, live of millions of listeners, live studio audience. So I one said. of the two hundred and fifty found where I work. They came in, they're waving at me. I was like, no wow. autographs afterwards. <laughs> Dad, summer number two. Number two, Dad, summer. Number two summer. <laughs> uh, but I'm just glad. So uh, another topic: all the FLs. Uh, we mentioned oh. this in the opening. USFL, XFL, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's group's coming. Uh, who's going to fail and who's going to succeed, <clears throat> and why? If you have an opinion. Oh, mm. anyone? Mm. Uh, Are you excited? First off, not really. No. Okay. All right. I think. I, that's, I, I mean, think. How could you be? I, I think that the XFL was onto something before they got shut down due to COVID, and I so I'll put my bet there. Although I know it's a totally new ownership group, but there's nobody on this earth that I trust more than Dwayne the Rock Johnson, except That's for true. except for maybe the NCAA and uh, Mr. Oh, Emmer. Yeah, they got <laughs> thank you, oh, thank you. They got involved. I was going to give you two up. chances, and you got that. You got it right on the first one. Every time we say NCAA, it goes. <laughs> It goes NCAA um, and then and then The Rock. And that's pretty much – there's nobody else on that list as far as who I trust. Yeah. That's all I have okay, to say so, about this topic. So you feel stronger about the XFL if you're putting money on something? Yes. Never no. bet against The Rock. I do too. Unless you try to The Rock has had uh, a very good win streak. I think anything he puts his name on, he'll uh, figure out how to make it entertaining. Um, I think the XFL – uh, failed because of getting not getting the right people, the right celebrities first they needed time. to to yeah. like put that in there. <laughs> not first yeah. time. Uh, change the rules a little bit, make it a little bit more entertaining, so it's different than the NFL, um, and see I'm what sure happens. I think another league on top of it, the American Football League. Uh, when when are we going to start talking about the Canadian Football League? Shouldn't that be number Again, two? The Grey Cup. Yeah, I mean it's uh, been yeah, around. Number two, well, the NFL. That's- we should like. That's what like, the USFL, where's that coming to play? Where's the jokiness to the like the level of talent to like you love NCAA football and then there's the NFL, but all that talent in between, where's it go? Do I go CFL. to the XFL? Do I go to the American Football League? I'm going to Canada. Like I don't, I don't think there's room crazy. for four. I don't think there's probably room for four. No, Chris, what I do you think? think? No, I think the I think what's what is going to happen here is that the XFL and and CFL will merge up. And that will be that will put them in a in a much better position of strength because you'd have the well-established CFL teams and the legitimacy of that to go with the Rock and Redbird Capital and and, and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, you, you know, think talk about the beer- before the league starts in twenty twenty? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. I think that that's what's holding them up is just fig- fig- hammering out the. Who owns what and what's what stays and what doesn't? I I mean the USL thing is is cute for for a wow. quick reaction. I mean, wow. you know, to bring back the generals and and the um, the gunslingers. And all, USFL, coochie coochie coo, so cute. <laughs> the Blitz. Um, it's you know <laughs> uh, my my buddy Bill Shea at the Athletic was saying this afternoon is you know the nostalgia. That's a that's a big thing. It's a powerful thing, and people that um, was there that much nostalgia built in yeah. two years, three, but yeah, they did. I, I don't, mean, they, I don't have any nostalgia for the USFL, but I was too young. Well, right. I think I that, no, how many I jerseys do. you have, Mike? How many jerseys? Hmm? USFL yeah. jerseys? How many jerseys? I'm wearing. I'm wearing them all right now. <laughs> I'm wearing every USFL jersey that I own. <laughs> when we get a dress code, by the way, like every yeah, week. Right. Everyone looks just a little bit different. That's yeah. what happens when people don't wear the same clothes every day. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> the, the, I don't know how the USFL working in their favor has Fox and Fox as a, apparently an investor or they get a stake in the league. I, I, I just don't, I mean, beyond that, I, I don't know. The, like the I Alliance for American guys. football, the Alliance, you know, those guys, uh, the, they're, if they're under, if you're under capitalized, you're screwed, you're done, even with a TV yeah. deal. And so yeah. that's where I think, you know, these, the XFL guys now, you know, our, our, buddy Derek Thronberg and all you know that was a smart group that was there we talked about the beer snake like they loved the beer snake they embraced it when it happened in DC right and it became a thing that was you know all over the the game recaps Hello. and stuff like that yeah. and um you know I mean they embraced that difference and they really but at the same time I, I got to sit down and spend some time with Oliver Luck as they were getting ready to launch and like they did their homework man I mean they did so much study of you know live play with the spring um, the spring league and all these leagues testing stuff out and and working with fan focus groups. I mean they they you know cut out a lot of the crap and they figured out what stuff fans were going to identify with. So to Josh's point, I think they were on the verge of being successful. So, but the, I mean this is now a different group. So yeah, no. and I mean you could you could subjectively say what is success? You're not the NFL. You're not going to be the NFL. So what is no. what is success to you? Just are you wanting to make money? Are you looking to be a feeder league? I mean, the USFL is credited with with many rule changes in the NFL as a result of of the USL taking chances and and trying different things. Uh, the XFL, I think, will be a league that does that. If I'm betting, because of the two things that you guys said. You've got, I believe, much like you, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a better finger on the pulse of what people like than most people do, and he's done a good job of that for a long time. He's a great marketer, and I think he'll do pretty well in that role. So I, I they, they definitely have that, and then if they do end up merging with the CFL, then at least they're not going to die anytime soon because they're an entity that's been around for a long yeah. time, so they're right. ensuring their survival. It's difficult to bet against USFL with Fox in their corner. It's difficult. Um, if they are positioned to profit, if the USFL succeeds, I don't see it dying immediately. It's certainly going to get a chance. It's certainly going to get some airtime. And who knows? Maybe three years from now, the CFL, the XFL, and the USFL merge to form one, you know, amazing <laughs> secondary league. And and yeah. I mean, it certainly logically could happen. Um, we'll see. But it's a lot of FLs. That's all I'm saying. It's a lot of FLs, and they can't all survive. They won't all survive. You can't no. have four I, I mean, should, shouldn't they take uh, uh, do a survey or figure out what are the, the 10 to 15 things that you don't like about the NFL that you wish you could change and then take them into heart? Like, this should be uh, – I'm sure they have. Yeah, the best part of the XFL was they did exactly that, and it was yeah. the length of the game that was both good to guarantee for their TV but to also yeah. say to fans, you will be done in under three hours of watching this game yeah. and then go the, down like, on the, the dead time and 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 doing the work with the in-game interaction i i don't like that most of the time but i you know like in baseball it's so forced to me the, the second the, xfl did so much better than the first xfl oh yeah i'm not even talking XFL. about the first yeah. one the first that, one was although they, i will they say tried everything I do think the first XFL, there were some lasting impacts that, you know, that came from he the XFL. Me. Yeah, he well, hates me. You know, he more, more sideline more sideline access for reporters, more different angles of watching the game, the camera that, that goes above the, the, the field. Those are all. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the sky view question, camera. It's a clown question, bro. Are you a clown, clown bro? question, bro. Come on. <laughs> but, yes, XFL. <laughs> Josh is not reading the screen. He thinks we're talking to him. He's not a clown. Yeah, Josh, no, you're not a clown. No. Am I funny? Am I funny like a clown? Yeah, what, funny? Music? funny how? Am I funny to you? Funny how, huh? I'm doing the whole next wow. segment in the New York accent. Thank you very That's much. Good. That's, good. Doing? That's good. You you Very nice. Very nice. We've got four people that do think they're funny on this episode. Um, all clown, right. Bro? Uh, we're all clowns. So, Naomi Osaka. You guys know what I'm talking about here? Naomi Osaka. Naomi. Naomi Osaka. Incidences. Incidences. That's a real word. From the French Open. Withdrawn from the French Open. As a result, even though it's not listed as the result, of 
uh, I'll call them issues with the press. Not once she she has come out and said that she doesn't want to do press conferences. I believe she said she wasn't going to do press conferences before the French Open started. Right. They warned that they would there would be repercussions if she didn't. She didn't after her first round win. They fined her fifteen thousand dollars within a day. She's withdrawn from the tournament, and uh, it's been very mixed reactions from players. Uh, even within the sport, there's been mixed reaction. Outside of the sport, there's been mixed reaction. Sports fans versus non-fans, fans, again, very mixed reaction. Um, what do you guys think? What are you thinking about this? You'd love to hear what I think about that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me guess. Let me guess. You think she's dead right and that the press are mean and that they shouldn't ask hard questions or the same questions over and over. No, you go. Well, no, not exactly. I, I think that I'm paraphrasing. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a situation where, as, you know, someone who works in sports, you certainly uh, tend to side with the media, sports media, that is, you know, that want access to fans. We all know there's specific reasons why you want access to the fans. It's better for the sport if the athletes make themselves available, all of that. Now, without that all being said, if there is instances such as these incidences such as these where there are certain players that for their mental health they feel like they should you know not participate and she wasn't saying she wouldn't participate ever again she said for this tournament she didn't want to participate and um obviously she knew that she would get fined by not participating so i don't know if it's so much the fines coming her way that that uh that caused her to withdraw as you know, I mean, I think she's serious. She's someone that is serious about her mental health and didn't want to deal with it. And it was just becoming a big distraction. And that's not what she wanted. Um, and out of, you know, whatever. Respect of words. How do you feel about it? For what the tournament, um, she withdrew. So I'm on oh, the player nice. side in, in a lot of situations. In this situation, you know, I think mental health is, is very important. So, again, this is going to be a, you know, a case so of like so how, you're saying what's that it always is been. Overwhelmingly difficult on her mental health to have to answer questions to the media after a match. Myers, I'm not saying that. She is. That's what you are saying. You're saying She's that you're saying, okay with her saying that. I'm, you think agreeing, that's okay? I'm agreeing with how she says she feels. If that's how she says she feels, then I agree with her. Sure, but she does, and, and she seems to acknowledge that there will be some type of fallout. But if that's how she says she feels, then who am I to say that's not how she feels? I Look, agree. I, I, I get the concept of this thing, and and as a, somebody you know in sports, sports marketing, sports business, you know that and helps sports media in your case. That yeah. and that helps. I mean, that helps you sell tickets. That helps you draw viewers, clicks, readers, whatever. Right. But the practice of this, that's what that's about. It's not common sense. It's like, I think, Mike, we talk about last week, like you come out of a meeting and people or you're in a meeting and you're getting heckled. Well, this is the same kind of a thing. Like you bomb a presentation and then you got to immediately sit down and get 50 people in your face. Hey, why'd you fuck that up, man? What, what's wrong? Yeah. What were you thinking? Why are you such an idiot? Well, are you going to get benched? Like, who needs that? Well, the whole well, the whole time you guys are talking, I'm thinking about uh, is it Marshawn Lynch that you know was forced so to go to press fine. conferences, and he would he would just mm-hmm. sit there and you would ask questions, you'd say damn thing, and he's like, I'm here because I have to be here. Is that what you want to get to? Like maybe you should That's train where we are. professional That's athletes. What, that is where, where it's we like are. it's part of your job to do the after game speech, and if you don't want to participate for mental health reasons, for any reasons, you bombed, you know, you, you missed the game winning shot, whatever, you still need to go there. You signed up to be, you know, part of the team in the league and, and whatever you want to say, but your only defense is to sit there with earplugs in for 10 minutes, not answering questions, then like, no. that's what we're going to get. And guess what? Everyone loses at that, that point. The fans don't get what they want. The players don't get what they need. And God forbid it's like mental health related, like Jesus. Like, yeah. how can the media not? I'm going to side with the players on a lot of things, but I'm not siding with the players, particularly on this, I don't think. Maybe there can be some adjustments in how it's done and all of that. But man, feel free. Don't show up to the press conference, but let's go ahead and take a million off your salary. You're getting well, paid why? $16 million a year. Feel free. You don't You don't want to live up to the obligations of the job. Part of the job of $16 million is not just to go out and play, mm-hmm. but it's also to do – it's it's in your contract. Otherwise, it wouldn't be something that you are having to adhere to. So if you don't want to do the things that you signed up for, that's fine. But let's go ahead and change the giant dollar amount 
and go ahead and just let's take that off the ticket prices. I'm not going to keep that as the own. Let's go ahead. It, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So if we want to talk about adjusting it to where people don't have to answer the same questions over and over, because I feel like that's really the issue is they're like, it's the same question every time. I, I every still think time. it's more, I think it's more of an issue around the conversation of mental health, because now you're saying like, oh, well, they, I think it's a know, very are, safe are way gonna, to package it. Are so we going to take away, are we going to take away a million dollars because Naomi Osaka broke her leg and can't play? I mean, Josh. that's, that's the, no, no, no. Listen, that's the problem because if mental health isn't thought about as the same as physical health, you're not thinking about it the same as it, but if she's dealing with serious mental health problems that causes her like serious anxiety and, and health, physical health issues because of sitting in front of a, maybe let her, let her maybe set up smaller sessions with less, with, with less news reporters. So that is coming back to like, maybe let's switch it up. But I just think it's a conversation around mental health, which is evolving, which a lot more players have spoken out about across different sports recently, whether it's Kevin Love in, in the NBA, now Osaka, you know, with, with tennis. I think it's hard. It, it becomes a different conversation because we're just not think You're just thinking about it as like, you got to live up to what's in the contract. You got to do this. Well, you don't have to play when I'm you're injured. I'm not just thinking that, but. I do but, think but, that, and I also. But you think don't have to play when you're injured. Easy to say. Well, I'm, 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 I'm. You know, it's very easy to say. Anybody can now say it's a mental health. I need a mental. That's health not problem. true. Can no, anybody? Can anybody say no. they have a broken leg? No, you have. You I have think a doctor. One of them is visible, and the other one's not. You see doctors that 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 are you know that are telling you you have these issues. Versus. Anybody can say I am it. very sensitive to to individuals that have mental health issues. Very sensitive to that. Very sensitive. Well, it doesn't sound like it. You just don't mind throwing yeah, them up in front like, of a million people. I'm sure it doesn't right. sound like it. But what I'm saying is if you make that just say, okay, you know what? You don't have to do it. Then that is now a protected moment. We talk about but things going end, too far. But now at the end anybody of the day, what, are you try, what are you trying to get no... at the end of the day, Myers? Because like I, I'll combat that with – why do we have to hear from the same washed-up coach game after game after game <laughs> to talk about why you're – I think there needs to be lost. reform. It's like, I don't give two shits. I'd rather have the water boy get his opinion <laughs> on why we want to loss and have some kind of – I want like, Mike Smith's opinion. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I think there needs to be some change. I do. I think there needs to be some change in how they do it. And look, if, if, it, if it is – I have to – you have to believe her. If, if she really is having social anxiety issues, then okay. I just feel like the NCAA could step in at any time, and around and around we go every week. Well, I feel like they're holding us as like they're we're their puppets, and like we're just waiting for them to come in and fix all these problems. I know they're like, Guys, what's the we... point of our podcast when the NCAA is out there? <laughs> we know they could just cut with a swing of an axe, a, you know, signing of a paper, and fix everything. No, they're going to start with a podcast. True. Like when we're three thousand episodes in, they're going to come in and be like, "We figured it out, guys," and here's all your answers. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably and then true. We're gone. We're gone just like that. Well, I just I, think I that my two senses, I think that the, that this, especially in the individual sports, it needs to change because it is yeah. the same lame shit that's annoying. And you got literally, she's going to have 100, 150 cameras, click, 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 you know, and, and running live on it. Like, what's do it with a pool reporter? Or do it that there's differently there's a different way to structure this thing that you can still get some insights and it still can get shared out to everybody without being Absolutely. the zoo and without doing it uh, 20 times during the French Open week. Like yeah. it doesn't have you know, like so let's find some different ways to do it. We can still get I agree. we can still get what we need. And it could I, I don't blame her. It's I, anyway, it's let's get. A I cousin just think that, that's had like twelve beers too many and interview right, him the same right. way we would her, and we yes. have a very entertaining like point of view, and everybody yeah. wins. He'd be all over social. Oh, you're not going to get what they need if if you're not going to make her do it. You can't make anybody do it. If she doesn't have to do it, then nobody else has to do it because it is mentally like taxing to sit. It's mentally taxing to sit through those press sessions. It is so. One person says I'm opting out, but you're going to make everybody else still do it. No, well, then those other no. people now lose the right. No, I understand. The idea would be to change it for everyone, and I agree. I think we all agree yes. on that. I don't like the way right. it came well, about this time. No, but she I didn't mean, lead okay, off by so, saying I'm doing this because I'm having mental health issues. She used mental health issues after she got pushed back, and that's my point about it. you could bring it at any point in time, and suddenly people have to stop and say, "Oh, never mind. Sorry, we're not mad at you anymore." 
because now you're in a protected moment. I think she That's did. I think she did. She, I think she was up front. She was up front about it. And she, for the $15,000, I think, fine for each of the sessions. She, what is it? If she so, made, then I'll change my opinion. I, if she was upfront about it and led off with, I'm having these social anxiety issues and I don't want to do the, the press Wasn't stuff. she the top paid female athlete last year, yes. right? $49 million or something like that. I think it was actually like over $70 million total right. that she made last year. Made so she can afford it. I so plead the fifth. <laughs> do a little Dave Chappelle in there. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, uh, I think that's a, this is probably a good time to wrap this up. Yes. Uh, uh, we, we've gone over on every topic by about 14 minutes, uh, and Mike Smith is late for something. I don't know what, but he is about 19 minutes late for something. Could we you know, take another have, 15 uh, or 20 minutes for me to vent about Mike Krzyzewski? I would love to. Come on. Let's just keep oh, going. Man. We'll add, I'm, we'll, I'm going to bring it back out next week. <laughs> Save it for the show. Next Save it for, for the show. show. Next, next week. week. Gentlemen, thank you if very all much. All of our sponsors will have us back for one more show. <laughs> all of our sponsors. Will the sun shine on Mike's number two? And uh, I wish all of the best for all three of you. I'll talk to you soon. Wait, uh, let me do that again. Till next time. Beep. Till next time. Ready? <laughs> Oh, 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 o